You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Don't adjust that dial because you're listening to Summer of Love 4, Time for Love, a special podcast event. From two chunks and a hug. We've got time for love if we make it. Nothing can stop us or break it. Passion soars on wings like eagles seen from above. That we have left this time I think it's time for love Hello and welcome to Two Chunks and a Hunk My name is Jordan Wonders And I hope you just heard A beautiful theme song I'm your chunk Let's get it popping and dropping and locking you're really calling our shot there. <laughs> Hopefully you have time if, to finish that <laughs> Well, you know, if, if, if you don't hear a new great theme song We will I have faith in us. I'm Doge. And okay, well, yeah, your chunk is saying something, but then your chunk said something completely different. And I'm Carter. And being with Peter was so easy that sometimes I let myself pretend that it wasn't hunk. Mm. I can't pretend you're not hunk for a single second longer. That's true. Why are you? I'm the hunk. I sh- it technically was, it, technically, I'm the hunk two episodes in a row, but I. I dropped a bomb on our sweet co-host Jordan. That's true. Um, but really I am now. This is wiped one of those his feet out from under him. Yeah, <laughs> this is one of those whooped the leg. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those moments where we're kind of outside of time and space. So I'm the hunk right now, technically for having gone to Disney World last mm, week, even yes, though sir. in the seat that I'm sitting in, I'm two or three days from leaving for there, but. I can assume, knock on wood, that it was a wonderful experience. What was your favorite thing you did at Disney World? Uh, It was kind of cool to see the new, it's not working yet, but there's a new uh, like fireworks show that they're prepping for at Epcot. That's supposed to be pretty epic. And so it was kind of cool to see really how mad. It was a lot bigger in person than I thought it would be. 
Um, and then just to kind of see this stuff under construction, you know, it feels like uh, something coming up in your neighborhood. That's how often we go there. It's like, oh, there's a new yeah. restaurant popping up in the neighborhood. Uh, but like the Tron, the Tron ride is uh, past halfway completation. It'll be going next uh, next year, I think. But every, they're is like prepping. Real? Yes, is Tron ride real. Uh huh. Oh, I yeah. want it. I want to be in on Tomorrowland. They're doing a Tron ride that you sit down. The it's bikes. Like, it's it's bikes. like flight of it's like flight of passage. Yeah, oh, except it's cool. an actual roller coaster, and you're in essentially whatever that Tron world is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the like grid. a lights. It's like a lights out. Like black, but like the everything else is neon. There's videos Amazing. of it. It's have fun. we ever talked about Daft Punk's soundtrack for that movie and how much it rules? I think we have. That okay. movie but it's fine is, to again. That movie sneakily is incredible. Yeah, I agree. Tron Legacy was very awesome. Yeah. It was very good. Hey, the other thing that's very good is Summer of Love 4, colon, time for love. It feels good to be back. <clears throat> it feels this is, really good to be back. This is perhaps the only constant throughout every year of Two Chunks existence. Yep. Yep. As it should be. It, it really should be. I think it is always fun. There's not a lot of times where these like romantic movies get a place in our, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Our podcast. repertoire. Oh, yeah. Or podcast, in our podcast. Um, I forgot that word. Um, and I'm I'm glad that we we carve out some space every year to throw a couple of these uh, at least our way, hopefully your way, hopefully everybody's into this. But the the one thing about Summer of Love that I love is that you, the listeners, get to vote on what we talk about. Um, it, it makes me happy to talk about the things that you have chosen in this week with uh, the least amount of votes in the uh, the finals. But just enough to make it there, we've got. So we can say fifth place is another way of saying that. That's another mm-hmm. way of saying it. In fifth place, the first episode of the series this time around, your vote, Netflix's soon to be classic, To, to All the Boys, boys I've, I've Loved, loved before. before. And uh, I can't legally talk about a movie until Doge serves up a piping hot synop. Hit me with your best shot. Coming fresh out the kitchen at you is the synopsis for To All the Boys I've Loved Before. Not a single person on IMDb was willing to (laughs) sign their name to the work they did. Mm, Cowards. Uh, The only one with a byline is written by Anonymous, and it's a single sentence, so I'm not going to read that. This IMDb synopsis has no author. Teen Laura Jean Covey lives a normal, boring high school life until some unexpected letters get released to all her former crushes. These were love letters and were meant for her eyes only. Until one day, her sister Kitty sends them out in hopes to give Laura Jean a more interesting life. At school, her life is thrown into a turmoil when these boys start to approach her about their letters. Among these boys are Josh, who happens to be her next-door neighbor and her older sister Margot's boyfriend, and Peter Kavinsky, her arch-nemesis Jen's boyfriend. Throughout some very usual... Throughout some very unusual events... (laughs) (laughs) Laura Jean finds herself and maybe even a real relationship. Wow. 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 Silver Fox of a dad, huh? He, I know he's been in other things. He does look like somebody tried to drop in Affleck from memory. <laughs> it's okay. not, not quite the okay. bit I'm used to. Yeah, I like this I amateur was, sketch. <laughs> I thought he was, I thought the dad was great. I thought he was very charming and likable. I thought he was fine. I thought it it was f- fine. Interesting. I wouldn't I wouldn't use great for very 
My super dump in this movie is the acting. Wow, okay. It's all so bad except for one what? one young, small, Hulk-sized bright spot. Interesting. I think all the acting is quite bad. It feels like I was watching it with my ABC Family filter on. Reminds me of like Deck the Hallmarks. Get out. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Is Completely. your is your super pump that uh, bright stop. spot? Wait, wait, like, wait, wait. Do you wait, want to wait, wait, wait on it? Is that what you're saying? It reminds yeah, you I of a Hallmark on. movie acting? Yeah, I want to wait on my bright spot. Yeah, it does. I didn't think any of the acting was very good at all. Her older sister, Margot, might be the worst actor I've ever seen in a movie. It was okay. unreal bad to me. Hey, what I'll, is wrong? I'll jump on board the the distaste for Margot. I'll talk more about that later. But I, I disagree with your other... Uh, man, how come I can't remember words today? Did you guys take my <laughs> words from me? I did. Yeah, I snuck in yes. your house and took them. <laughs> I'd love those back when you get a chance. Um, yeah, If you're going to use them to disagree with me, I don't think you deserve them. This feels like... In a good way. I, so I went into this knowing nothing. Callie has watched these. She liked them. Um, I, had, I knew nothing about this as well. I didn't know anything about it. I went in blind, just sort of excited to watch Summer of Love movies, honestly. And uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't know that it's something that I will like rush to watch over and over again on any sort of cycle, but I really enjoyed it for what it was. And for what it was, to me, translated as Netflix's attempt at a decom but with their budget is sort of yeah. what it felt like. Like it this really felt like feel. something that on a lower budget and with lesser talent would have been on Disney Channel on a Friday night when I was in the third grade. Um, <clears throat> but because it had uh, a higher budget, it had some quality to it, particularly the music. I really enjoyed the soundtrack yeah, um, of this movie. <clears throat> the strike was in it. Yeah. Um, I Like Me Better by Love is a great song that I love. I do hate that the movie didn't end with Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Yeah, yeah. seems like um, a missed opportunity. Definitely, like I called that shot, like as they were like on the lacrosse field, I was like, here it comes. And it didn't. And nope. I was like, what? Wrong. They yeah. made such a big deal about the song and then they didn't use it in that moment. That was a bummer for me. But beyond that, yeah, I don't know. So, Doge, you did not get necessarily a positive watching experience here? Um, I don't know. I Because I did not know what this was before I started watching it. Sure. And, yeah. like, it it very, I don't know. It sort of felt like it was trying to play in the same sandbox as 10 Things I Hate About You. And, and I think tough to do that. Tough to do that with high school. Right. Charming. Exactly. Movies. Like, I think, like, 10 Things I Hate About You and I think Mean Girls are, like, the best high school movies I think I've ever seen. That's fair. Um, and so this immediately starting with like the freeze frames and and Laura Jean explaining who these people are. I was like, oh, that's kind of like both of those other movies do. And so like at, at that point, I feel like I was stuck feeling like it was trying uh, to be that, you know? And I, I don't actually think that it was trying to be that. Right, right. When you do something that's such an explicit reference to... You know, or or something that those two movies, Mean Girls and Ten Things I Hate About You, are known for doing very well. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very hard to avoid that kind of comparison. It's like on American Idol when they used to say you should never sing a Michael Jackson song as your audition, right? Because <laughs> you're not going to do as good a job as him. Even if you're yeah. a great singer, I'm going to be comparing you to Michael Jackson the whole time. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, I get it. It's tough too because it's you know because of movies like that, and even because of things when we go far back as. Uh, 16 Candles, sure. uh, Breakfast, Breakfast Club, Club all Ferris Bueller, all that good stuff. It's like every 
movie after that that has the same setting with a similar genre is going to have some kind of comparison. And I guess it's what you do with that on whether or not you end up being your own standalone uh, kind of experience, which I don't think really uh, a lot of components of this movie, I don't really think have something that feels completely unique, you know? Sure. I think there's a lot of stuff that's there. And that's part of why maybe I lean a little bit between fine and good uh, for this movie. But something that I do like a lot, it's not necessarily um, my super pump, but this story, I know it's based on a novel, but the story is really interesting and funny. Like the story is uh, to have our main character writing these love letters. Uh, I'm recently... uh, learning a lot about myself and there's a book out there called burnout and it's basically talking about ending the stress cycle, uh, saying that there's something that happens in us chemically that we have to see things through, uh, metaphors can be of like just screaming in a pillow. Uh, it's, it's just saying, go ahead and release it. See, see feelings through. And this felt kind of like that, uh, of yeah. like, uh, I'm just going to, it was, it's journaling, but it's, it's, uh, more risky journaling, I think, because they're addressed, you know? She's like just kind of keeping and holding on to these things. Yeah. Um, but I found that creative and a pretty fun narrative line sure. to build off of that I think they did well. <clears throat> and so that's at least something that felt to me, and I could be missing something because, again, this genre is a massive, Yeah. but it felt to me uh, fresh. There was some freshness uh, yeah, to this movie, which I is I great. I agree with you. And it's funny. I was prepared to be annoyed because um, these were Chekhov's letters. The moment, the moment that she showed us yeah. these unsent letters, it was like, okay, well, those are getting sent for sure. Sure, sure, right. sure. Um, and I wasn't bothered by it. I thought I was going to be like, uh, okay. Uh, and it just, it didn't bother me because it was intentional and not an accident that they got sent out. I thought it was going to be like, yeah. a, oh, Goodwill, the- Goodwill yep. mail, mailed them when we took them to Good. Yeah, I yep. thought so too. Something weird like that. Or like, or like, wait. Did you mean the letters on top of all the boxes from early? But the fact that it was like an intentional, uh, not sabotage, but essentially sabotage by her sister. Yeah. um, I think salvaged that whole situation for me and made it I'm curious to see what you guys think about what I'm about to say. I think that's our specialty, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, so for this episode, listen to what I say and then respond to it. I think that it's a a fun format for us to try. Um, (laughs) I think that the letters are ultimately a really, really interesting way to get into a story. And I think what we do with the letters, for my money, is the least interesting way to pay them off. The letters feel like, the letters are a really, really long trip to a love triangle. That's kind of barely even a triangle. I oh. think that if we want our story to be a love triangle story, I think there's easier ways to get there than these letters. The letters are certainly creative, but when we set up these letters, I was expecting a payoff probably a little bit more similar to, I mean, definitely tonally not Scott Pilgrim versus the world, but where it's like, this is definitely not a love triangle and it's a ton of players involved. Right. But the fact that the the letters like are almost all immediately resolved. Like one's undeliverable, one guy's gay, and then she is in a love triangle between the remaining two guys, and then the last guy shows up in the post credit scene. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it feels like, it feels like we wanted to tell a love triangle story, thought of a really creative way to get into it, but ultimately didn't, I don't know. I think I was expecting a little bit more payoff from the letters, like so more players involved That's in interesting the story. to me, honestly, because it did not, it, to me, when I think of this movie, it is not a love triangle movie. Okay. <clears throat> this is a 
this is a movie about how confusing it is to fall in love when you're a kid. And it it it's not a love triangle is not at the heart of it. There's a love triangle that exists. Yeah. But it's not a love triangle movie. And I'm actually glad you brought this up because I think there's something really important we need to talk about. And I'm pretty sure we're all going to be on the same page about this. Josh is a total dink and I hate him. Oh, yeah. Um, every part of his character, it was like, dude, what? <laughs> like, I don't you? know. I don't know if the, I think <clears throat> we're supposed to dislike him. I think so. But I hope that there's nobody out there like, he's a good guy. Give him a chance. Josh sucks. Yeah. Like bad. I don't hate him. I did. I couldn't stand it. Everything I just can't. I could from, not figure out his reason to be in the story. Him trying to date. Well, it, it was to complicate the thing with, with her older sister, which I think is an interesting idea. But then he, when she's got a crush on her older sister's boyfriend and doesn't do anything about it, that's that's a sort of funny storyline where she can get flustered and flabbergasted. When he reciprocates and comes back around and then tries to date his ex-girlfriend's younger sister, when he tries to step in and like manhandle Peter, when he does all these things that are like possessive and gross, and then it's like, I'm supposed to care that he's the one who gives her permission to go after him. Yeah, that sucks. Like, I don't like that Peter or that Josh got to be the one that was like, you know, at least he said something. Like- yeah, right. he doesn't. He does. He does not have that equity in her life in my eyes as a viewer. Yeah, so but I guess they've been friends sucked. forever. I think they'd been friends forever even before he and Margot started dating. No, so I know, probably- I know, and I get, I get that. I still feel like, and maybe it's because they're in high school. I feel like as an adult, you're friends forever with somebody, and all that stuff goes down, and then they feel like they still have the equity to come in and be like, "But you should be with that guy." It's like, yeah, maybe don't, what you don't think. talk to me right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so I, I couldn't stand Josh. He's not my super dump, but I, I did not like Josh at all. I'd like to super pump, and I, I hope I'm not stealing it from somebody. I might be. Uh, but it feels like uh, something, uh, some crackling energy in this movie uh, of a vibe that made me start to uh, appreciate the watching experience, if solely for the fact that it felt like a launch pad. I feel like I know exactly what you're going to say, and I think it's my super pump too. Uh, Noah Centineo. Yup. This this young man. Yup. Is full of charisma. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's he my super pump as well. Is my super pump. I and get it. I, I get the obsession from the teen girls, dude. He's me too. Yeah. he's hunky. He's he funny. is. He. I. You can, in no way, convince me that he is not at least somehow distantly related to Mark Ruffalo. He's very Mark Ruffalo. But here's the he's other incredibly thing: incredibly Mark. He talks. Just like Red Welby from Three Billboards. Yeah, completely. <laughs> oh, yeah. He kind of does. Uh, I, I was doing some research into what else he's doing because I was like, does Hollywood also see who this is? Like, is because it feels like uh, I'm, I'm, it's tough too because he's just his own special uh, entity. But Matt McGonaghy shows up on Dazed and Confused, not necessarily in the same role, but somebody was like, wait a minute, this guy. This guy, sure, Heath, sure. Heath Ledger and 10 Things I Hate About You. You know, rom-coms tend to be some launching pads for, honestly, serious actors. Yeah. Um, that, that just at least have some kind of charm and some kind of uniqueness that we haven't necessarily seen all of it before, but have seen pieces that we can relate to. I was looking at his uh, projects currently, uh, and he's got three. Uh, one of them is The Diary which is like a, a a romance. So he's he's kind of always going to be romance adjacent, or yeah. at least for the beginning of his career. Sure. Uh, in the early 30s, a young man leaves Shanghai to come to Europe, reunite with the love of his life. 
uh, Noah Centineo, Kevin Klein. So there's other big actors uh, yeah. or, or well-known names. Anyways, uh, he's got an untitled Netflix Mark Bowl project. If y'all don't know who Mark Bowl is, this is the writer producer of Hurt Locker, Zero Dark Thirty, Detroit. Okay. So it's oh, wow. like we might get uh, our boy dipping into some action here. It'll be a shooting. Also, boy. he's going to be playing the role uh, of uh, Al Rothstein, Adam Smasher in Black Adam. Okay. Uh, huh. So he will be in a blockbuster. So he's going to have an opportunity within the next year or two uh, to to see what he's for for the world to kind of see what else he's made of. Yeah. But if all he had was this. Uh, what an incredibly enjoyable yeah. character. And he kind of fell into a role. There's something about the way that he was able to portray his dynamic in this awkward situation of, this is the most 10 things I hate about you about it, right? A fake relationship, essentially. Yep. Um, yeah. To kind of go into that and then uh, without words, he's giving us his character growth. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like, by the way he's saying certain things, by what he's doing, you're like, oh, wait, is he getting really invested? But I don't want to take up all the time. I'm taking up a lot of it. I know it's a triple It is a triple, triple super, super pump. Here. Here's the thing. Uh, super pump, not dump. Let's clarify that. Super um, pump. So if Timmy Chalamet is giving us young Leo vibes, Noah Centineo, I think, gives me, not in looks, but just in, in overall vibe, he's giving me young Brad Pitt, I think. I think mm. he's being recognized for his looks right now. But the, I, I sense some real talent there. And I think yeah. he's going to knock us backwards here pretty soon with some stuff. Um, I think that he is, he's obviously good looking. He's fun to watch. Like he's very charming and his chemistry with the other actors was great. He carried a lot of scenes on his back kind of by himself. I would say he carried this movie for yeah, me. Yeah, we know you would. I have a far um, less favorable opinion of the rest of the players than y'all do. Um, <laughs> but I, man, I, yeah, I could have watched a whole movie with just him. And I, I had heard his name, you know, uh, I spend time on the internet. I know, I know what, what people are obsessed with. I, I get know it. what kids like. I know what kids like. I'm a cool guy. I'm a regular guy. People like me. Um, but man, I get it. The dude is charming. Yeah. He's great. I think he's, uh, I'm, I'm trying to, to praise him without putting down the rest of this cast. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, I think that he does a really great job making his performance feel integrated, feel like it's him. Like yeah. I can watch him thinking when he's not saying lines. I can watch him reacting non-verbally. Um, I think it's a, a really, really, <laughs> it's a bright spot in an otherwise sort of dull movie for me. Okay. You know, it's probably not a dull movie. Hmm. One of his first projects in 2011, uh, it's called, uh, I'm just going to show it to you guys. It's called uh, Turkles. Yes. Oh, yep. Yes. <laughs> so that's fun. That that's was in the beginning. Turkles. Hey, let us know if you want Turkles to be our bonus episode <laughs> no. for Summer of Love or Summer for Love. <laughs> also, I didn't watch the show, but I bet there's some listeners that uh, at least want us to mention. He, he had a pretty... Uh, big role uh, in The Fosters. Uh, you know, we were talking a little bit about some of the ABC family vibes. Yeah. Uh, I know that. Freeform vibes. But the, the Fosters, he's uh, 53 episodes in that. So wow. I think I only know of it because we, Chelsea and I must have been watching something that was an ABC product. Uh, and this was the preset ad. 
like mm. one of three ads every time yeah. when we would watch this streaming show or whatever. Mm. But yeah, shout outs to Centineo. Great guy. Yeah. Excited for this dude. He's Excited young too, man. Dude. He's got he's got quite like 20, a career. 25 years old. Yeah. So quite a career. But I'm in. Uh he's he's I got my eye on you, Centineo. Yeah, I'm watching his career with uh, great interest. Look, <laughs> Lana, Lena, Lana Condor, Laura Jean's yeah. actress. I thought she was great. I'd never seen her before. So this, at least She's for Jubilee me, in X-Men. Oh, you're right. I had never seen her before to my knowledge when I watched this. Um, so in my brain, this was a uh, a first a first film that I had ever. Yeah. I thought she did a really good job, man. I thought she- um, I did too. I thought she was- very fun as this sort of like uh, naive, starry-eyed, head-in-the-clouds dreamer who also is very shy, um, which I feel like I just described, and you probably do too, every young adult protagonist. Yeah. Um, but I, I think she did a really great job, and I, I enjoyed her screen time, and I enjoyed her chemistry with Noah, uh, the chemistry master, the great chemist himself. Um. I'm not going to super dump right now. I'm going to save okay. it. But, and, and, you know, I'm going to save it for the back half of the show. And we are closing in on the halfway point. And normally we save stuff, but I'm dying to know. Um, is Noah the Hulk-sized bright spot that you were talking about, Doge? Oh, certainly, yeah. Because he looks, he looks and acts exactly like Mark Ruffalo. Okay, that's what I figured. <laughs> yeah, Very yeah. much. That's what I figured. So you had slacked us that. And I was like, oh, wow, yeah. So, I had already watched the movie, but I wanted to to at least see him again to get the comparison, but I feel it. Nobody else really worked for you in this whole thing. <sighs> honestly, no. Uh, honestly, Not no. Not even I the think... funny guy from Vine that was in it? Who's that? King, Bach. King Batch. Batch? Is it Batch? I think so. Because his last name's Bachelor. Yeah, you honestly, you are probably right. Wait, what role did he play? Uh, he's the friend. Uh, he, he's at the party. Well, it's his, his house, the mansion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's playing. Uh, I got you. Don't yeah. worry about it. I don't Greg. know. I mean, yeah, yes. Greg. Cool. Greg. Oh, did you mean Loved. beer pong? Is that what you were gonna say? He's yeah, beer, beer pong. pong. <laughs> I might be a character <laughs> gotcha. He's playing chocolate milk pong. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work. He's playing kombucha pong. No, it didn't work for me at all. Y'all had kombucha. You don't like? Yeah, you don't, it's nasty. You, no you way. Like, kombucha rules. No. You don't like kitty. <clears throat> No. The little sister? What? No, Why? I don't. Ooh, it's a, it's yeah. also ABC Family to me. Hey, I, I, think al every, I also don't like Kitty. I honestly think every performance besides Ruffalito is- I love Kitty. Yeah, I don't know, man. It just didn't work for me. It's somewhere, I, I like what you said at the beginning. Aww. It's somewhere between fine and good for me, but nothing, you know what I mean? It, nothing really crosses over into the plus territory. It's all like- Zero negative point five, except for Noah Centineo. Hmm. Hey guys, Margot is twenty nine. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah, dang she it. I was gonna try and hold like my 19. super dump for the back half of this episode, but I'm just gonna do it now because twenty nine. We keep years old. we just keep stomping all over it. The asset is twenty nine years old. <laughs> Laura Jean's sisters collectively are my super dump. No. <laughs> um, Margot looked oh, no. thirty when she was supposed to be playing eighteen. That's well. Um, she's gonna be in Dear Evan Hansen this fall. Her acting was bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kitty's acting, I have heard, gets better through the se the series. 
She was the little sister from Smart House, but less charming in this movie. <laughs> um, I, Kitty was less offensive to me than Margot. Um, but the worst scene in the entire movie is when Lara Jean finds out that Kitty is the one who sent the letters and they like chase each other around the room for a second. Oh, that was really bad acting. That right is there. a horrific movie scene. Um, That's pretty bad. It's it's genuinely the worst thing in this entire movie, and it's because of particularly Margot. I'm gonna lump Kitty in to my super dump as well, but I'm gonna give an asterisk because her interactions with Peter are very cute. Yes, but is that because some of Peter's shine is wearing off? Yes, on people? it is because Noah Centineo's chemistry yeah. transcends age. <laughs> <laughs> he can share a scene with anybody and make them look better. But I, I, I like Kitty. I I'm going to be like, honest with you guys. I think that's why. I think that's why you're giving Laura Jean a pass. I disagree. No. I think she did a really good job. I think the scenes where she's not with Peter, she's not impressive to me. I don't know that it's a great performance. I think she has chemistry with Noah Centineo. I'm not saying call the Academy. I'm just saying I think she does a good job. Okay. Like I, I, I think that I, I disagree. I think her her scenes without Noah. Um, I think her and her dad in the diner is really, really sweet and really great. Um, I just, I love the idea of just playing the same song over and over again in a non-John Mulaney way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, she really worked for me. I, I enjoyed her. I thought she was fun to watch. Um, I, I laughed out loud a couple of times at scenes with her in the driver's seat, literally, when she almost runs over him. By the way, when she goes to drive to the lacrosse field, she should have almost hit him in the driveway while she was backing out, right? Like he was coming to see her she was going to see him and she almost backs into him again. Th yeah. That's that what should have happened there. Yeah. Um, well, how'd y'all feel about Christine, the friend? No. Um, I, I, I kind of was whatever about her. I thought she was fun. <laughs> I don't know if no is a feeling word. Didoge. I'm out. I'm out. She reminds I'm me out. Of okay. completely. a little bit of Billy Lord in Booksmart, if you guys have seen that movie. Um, mm -hmm. Well, there's, there is always this like quirky yeah. girlfriend and that is what's unfortunate is because those are always really strong. Dude, her subway like, scene this one was in rom-com. This was very weak me. to me. They have a subway yeah, emoji. Yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, uh, I, I did not strongly dislike her, but I think, I think the Janice Ian's of the world. Yes. Uh, make this, it's really sure. hard. That's all that, uh, that role is totally yeah, yes. it's hard to do. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Her subway but, stuff I thought was very funny. Um, yeah, I think she, she was, was fine. good for what she was. Again, this is another role that uh, Callie says gets better throughout the series. And same okay. with same with Jin. Apparently, I've seen all have of you? them. By the way, you have. Oh, so mm -hmm. this was not your first time. Does it get better? No, I'd seen okay. this movie before. Oh, this is my first time. Does she get better? Yeah, she does. So does okay. Kitty. Okay. Kitty ends up being my favorite character. Oh, do, see, okay, so I think that's why you're maybe that's and what's Kitty that. doesn't offend me yeah. nearly to the level of of Margot, but um, sure, I bet. So oh, it's yeah. like what's your what you're experiencing is somebody watching Iron Man two for the first time and being like, yeah, Don Cheadle does a really bad job. I wish right. he wasn't it's in like, any how of these. Dare you? Wait, no, Don Cheadle's really good later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. That is a little bit what's happening. The other thing that's happening that I think we need to focus a little more on, guys. If I'm being honest, is that it's time for shout outs. Welcome to Shout Announcements. It's the part of the show where we give shout outs and make announcements. Pull on up, pour yourself a Fernet Branca, which we originally thought was a Furley Branker, 
that was about two years ago. <laughs> we were uh, informed that that wasn't it. I'm I'm talking. My dog. That was a single year ago. That was last oh, year. Time doesn't work anymore. When I. That's what most of those movies are about. True. Yes. When we originally. Uh, said that we were referencing Michael Caine. And what do you know? We're in the presence of royalty because Sir Michael Caine has joined our Discord server. And uh, we're talking about tangerines. We're talking about rubies. We're talking about Burma. Uh, and he's actually here in the studio <laughs> with us. Uh, Sir Caine, do you have anything to say? I'd like to say I've just joined your Discord server and I quite like it. I think it's a wonderful time for myself and all of my opinions. The magnets that I use to speak with you are really starting to cut into my gums. I don't oh, like the no. sound of the magnets hitting your teeth as you put Ooh. them into your mouth. <laughs> I don't like the feeling yeah. of it, to be yeah, honest. I can imagine. But hey, that's the sacrifice you're willing to make for a good production. Absolutely. Thank Please validate my sacrifice and... And tell your friends, oh, I just stepped all over what you were trying to say, Jordan. Never mind. You can continue. No, that was really it. I just want to give a shout out to Sir Michael Kane for jumping on Patreon. No, here's the deal. Patreon is the jam. You get bonus episodes, bonus content, all that good stuff. But what we're really excited about right now is tier two. Come on, here's tier the two. Thing. Come for on. Tier one, you pay $3. You get all that juicy bonus content. But for two more doll hairs per month, $5, you get access to our patron-only Discord server. It's us. It's y'all. We're talking. We're plotting. We're having discussions. It's a good place to be, and Michael Caine is there. I. This is the part where I have to say I don't think it's the real Michael Caine, and I'm not allowed to entice you to our Patreon by th- saying that you'll talk to Michael Caine, but it's fun yeah. to pretend sometimes. I think it's the real Michael Caine, but that's just my opinion. Now we're covered. Something that would be really fantastic for us is if you would tell your friends about our show. Uh, the single best way to help our podcast reach new ears is for you to put it there yourself uh, and mm. help spread the Dang. word about this wonderful content that you found through uh, through some word of mouth. I know uh, it, it always means a lot to folks when their friends are able to suggest them a podcast that they can fall in love with. And it's Summer of Love 4. It's time for love. We're ready to fall in love with your friends if you'll introduce us. Love it. Uh, I wish you would also rate and review mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a call that we've had for the last couple of months because honestly, and I, I'll say too, uh, no matter how you listen to us, I, I used to, I think I've streamed on three different platforms myself yeah. for this podcast. Uh, on iTunes, on Google Play, because I have a, a Pixel. Uh, shout out to all the family that I don't talk to anymore. We'll be talking again in the fall. I'm going back to iPhone. So congrats. Mm-hmm. Carter's Blue Bubble returns mm. this fall. Um, and then uh, Spotify. No matter, though, how you stream, there is something about it. It is still, it's kind of like the Billboard Hot 100, right? Billboard is not the only place where they rate or show us where things are ranked in terms of singles and albums and stuff like that. But it is considered, a lot of the times, one of the most important. And that's the same for iTunes. Those algorithms mean a lot. And they make more sense than the IMDb algorithm. Oh, much more. So does many things. If you would rate and review us, that would mean a lot. And and it's honestly even worth a check on whether you have. I do have some close friends that have been listening for a long time and then just haven't gotten to that point. But I promise you, there's far more minuscule things that you decide to do for five minutes out of your day uh, than the impact that rating and reviewing this podcast could be. Mm -hmm. So please, yeah, find the time if you haven't. 
rate and review this podcast on iTunes. Thank you. Yeah. I'm not even I'm not even gonna ask for five stars. I just want your genuine I'd opinion. Love I'm gonna five. shoot I'll my shot. Five. I would love five. Yeah. We have an average of five. I'd love almost three hundred reviews. Because but. four like make give us a review, but don't make it perfect because then it seems like a bot. Give us like four stars. Some of you give us five Y'all stars. Y'all are out of your but- mind. I'd love five. I love five iTunes is the important place. Even if you're a Spotify listener, even if you're an Overcast listener, those platforms pull their data and their rankings from iTunes API. So iTunes is the golden ticket. You know it. Until the Academy gets on board. Until we win Oscar for best podcast. (laughs) Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Okay, before we really truly continue in earnest, I need Doge to say one nice thing about this movie because to all the boys I've loved before is starting to get its feelings hurt. And I need Doge to say it. Not a nice thing about Noah. I need Doge yeah. to say a nice thing about the movie. Uh hey, you're you're two all the boys I love before, right? This is your locker? Oh, uh, yeah. It's um yeah, this is mine. Yeah. Uh when you like in third period and in uh, algebra one. Whenever you, uh, I'm, in, you I'm, in, I'm in pre-cal. I'm not an idiot like you. Well, I was looking at you from my dumb classroom into your smart one, <laughs> and like the way that you, when you uh, answered that question, you raised your hand and you got it right. It looked like through the window when I could see you got it right. Um, I was like, I was like, really cool. That was really cool. Yeah, I'm, that was pretty cool of you. I'm pretty awesome at school and yeah. Learning. And totally. And you just like are so deep and awesome at and awesome at school. What and is good, this? Good at it. And will scene. You go to, will this you go is a scene from our one me? act play. This is yeah. a scene from our one act play. It's called Two to All the Boys I've Loved Before. <laughs> it's two to all the boys I've loved before chunks and a hunk. <laughs> was that the nice thing? I thought he was. That was my nice thing. Nice. Yeah, that was my nice thing. He said he said to all the boys I've loved before, did a good job answering that question in pre-count. When they stood up in pre-call, I was like, that was cool. That was very brave. That was no, a cop-out. Yeah, it's a cop-out. 100% a cop-out because I had to buy some time to think. I think this movie feels high school. And that's good. A lot of high school movies do not feel high school. Yeah. I think this really, like the interactions with the characters and the motivations feel 
very high school. And that's not a knock against high school. There's just a certain, a certain Je type say of qua. Yeah, a certain type of emotional response that is character characteristic of that life stage. Yeah. Okay. And I don't I genuinely, genuinely do not mean that as a I, I I'm not saying there's an emotional maturity inherent to high school. I'm saying there is like a uh like these characters act and behave the way that high schoolers that I remember high schoolers acting and behaving when I was also a high schooler. Yeah. Yo, these families rich. Oh my gosh. Unbelievably. I think they're in Portland. They're supposed to, I mean, they're shooting in, in Vancouver, but I think it's supposed to be Portland. Is it? Homes, homes ain't cheap up there in the great green North. Yeah. The, the ski trip. For real. <laughs> those rooms, those hotel rooms. What? Like, are you kidding me? Very nice. Ooh, I can't nice. afford to go there. Show me stuff I can afford. I want. I need to put myself there. You know, I don't I want to see I, high schoolers doing better than me. I want to see myself represented in film. Finally, for, for, for the first time, for once <laughs> for in my once. whole life, I want me no. a, a straight white guy to be represented in the art I consume. No, that's an. That's actually a great, um, a great transition. I think that. This is so. This movie's included in Netflix's um, AAPI Appreciation Month, or um, yeah, uh, I think that's what it's called. Yep, um, it's it's included in their playlist because this is a movie focusing on a um, a Korean family. Um, yeah, and something I don't know, man. Again, we've talked about this plenty of times. I just feel um, so. I'm so passionate about representation. I'm learning about myself that that's something that like really fires me up is like representation in media. Um, and I think it's because I have um, only recently within the last few years understood its importance. Um, it's not like a longstanding thing that I claim to have understood, but as I grow older and um, hopefully wiser, I, I begin to understand the importance of seeing yourself in the media that you consume at yeah. least occasionally. And, and I think it is really great that, I mean, like it or not, this is a flagship movie for Netflix. They've poured a lot of money into this series and, and people particularly, I think teens are eating this series up. Um, and something else that I appreciate about it besides just the representation, which is huge is that I think that this movie does a pretty good job of not having our character fall for some gross trick or gross dude. I feel like Peter is yeah. a pretty stand-up dude for the most part. I feel like she yeah, stiff arms Josh the Dink, which is good. <laughs> um, and I also don't feel like she was looking for a boyfriend to like make her a whole person. She just wanted to experience love. And I think that's, yeah. that's always something that I am pro is um, teenagers consuming media that doesn't teach them that they need a relationship to be a whole person. Right. That they're half a person without their other half. A person. Right. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's huge and important. So yeah, I, I, this is absolutely the kind of movie that I would be stoked for uh, a kid to watch. Not a kid, a teenager. Did you guys see the piece of trivia on IMDb about uh, the author of this book was approached by a couple of different studios to adapt it. And, and one of their stipulations was, hey, we would actually really love Laura Jean to be white. We think more people would relate to it. And she was really? like, hey, 
absolutely not. So sorry about that. That's not going to yeah. happen. And I'm huh. really glad that she stuck by her convictions on that. That's such yep. a... It, that's such a heartbreaking sentiment, too. It's such a like, gross idea, right? Because, That's a well, gross thing. It's not even an idea. My guess is that was probably based on market research that they had yeah, done. Yeah, completely. My, my guess is the numbers even told them that movies with white girls as the main character are going Make to make more money than, than, than movies with Asian girls. Yeah. Right. Um, but that's such I, a dumb, that's such diluted data. Right? Correct. Isn't it because there's probably more movies about white girls than there are yeah, about Asian girls? Like, there's only that? ever been... Yeah. You could have said you could have said before phase three uh, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe that hey let's just keep having white superheroes because these are making billions of dollars before you did Black Panther right right yeah or let's just keep having so, male dumb. main characters yeah that's dumb yeah that's I, stupid I'm glad I agree Doge I'm glad they stuck to their guns here same um, yeah. something else that's stupid uh, and the ski the ski trip gives me the entrance for this my super dump. Mm-hmm. Give it. Listen, listen. I get, I get the ships passing in the night situation. I get like romance movies have this thing where you just say, "Just tell them, oh, just tell them." Yeah. And then it works out. But there, there's no logical sense for Peter to not tell Laura Jean immediately that he yeah. was going into Jen's room to call it off for good. Right. Yes. That we didn't. He didn't have to hold on to that. It was yeah. cruel yeah. to me. I think it, it made me like. The one moment I didn't like him when he just reveals like, hey, by the way, at, we're, it's literally at the end. Right. The very end. He's telling her on the lacrosse field, hey, when I went to Jen's room, it was to call it off. How is she not so mad? Right. right. How is she not thinking like, what I'm thinking? You couldn't have said that? Well, Did you feel the same way or was completely. it just super obvious to me? Well, no, I had watched I, I Shrek agreed. the night before Yeah, uh, for our Shrek episode. And like it's- Shrek episode. Our Shrek episode. And uh, my Shrek expectation going in was that it would be pretty similar yes. to Shrek and Fiona's conversation of like, oh, I heard you. You can't love a monster. And then he just walks away. Yeah. I think it works in Shrek because they're both so mad and then immediately leave without explaining things. Because they misunderstood. The words that they're hearing are misunderstanding on both sides that makes mm-hmm. them angry and hurts both of them. This is not a misunderstanding. This is a withholding of information. And this is totally different. And I agree, completely does not work. No, no, doesn't work at all. It was, it felt lazy, uh, really contrived, cruel. Yeah, I was yeah. like, ah, just tell her then. Yeah. I know that completely changes, you know, some of their dynamic. Because if he tells her that as soon as they get mad about it, the movie's over, right? Like, well, I think, well, I mean, change, it change like- the movie to have her see him coming out of her room and then avoid him. Yeah, yeah, problem solved. Well, it feels like we wanted to get to, it feels like we wanted to get to, they have to have a misunderstanding and a disagreement about something to provide our third act stakes and just picked kind of the easiest, I don't want to use the word brain dead, but just the easiest, like, yeah, fine, that'll work. Way to get there. Yeah. What's tough too, though, is that they kind of set themselves up because this is a very social media minded uh, or or communication technology minded high school film, which a lot of them are. After we started getting cell phones and sure. Twitter and Instagram, there's the you know there's always going to be the cute, and we'll see it again in some other movies. But there's always the little like uh, we see the text on the screen. There's these creative yeah. ways to integrate communication, uh, digital communication on the screen. So like I think even if she goes and goes full on recluse, Peter just texts her right. Yeah, like right. I feel like he just says, "Hey, just stop so avoiding you know. me." 
just so you know, because right. I'm also supposed to believe that his love is so strong for her. He might've even gotten there first before she was. Yeah. So yeah. why would he not be aggressively fighting for her to have the truth? Why didn't he go in the room and Jen like post a video to her or a, a Snapchat to her Snapchat story? Do, do teens still like Snapchat? I think so. They make She makes a TikTok. Maybe she makes a Fortnite of him. And she sees that and sees that <laughs> that Peter was in her room. Uh, and oh, then Jen Peter's posts, doing the default dance from Fortnite in my room. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then she like blocks his phone number, deletes him on social media so they can't get in touch with each other. I don't know. There's just, I think any of the things we've thrown out solve that little bit of weirdness in act three. Yeah, I think it's fair. Um, I, okay, let me preface this. The plot line of... Jen posting a video of Lara Jean and Peter in the hot tub on social media. That's not funny. That's gross. The the voiceover narration of, and then Margot emailed Instagram. Yeah. That particular line made me laugh out loud. And I understand yeah. that's how you handle those situations. Hello I at Instagram.com. Right. To yeah. whom it may concern, I am deeply offended by the content of this video. Right. I understand that that's how it probably works. You probably do have to get in contact with them and yeah, let them yeah, know yeah. what's happening. I just for some reason, the line, and then so Margot knew just what to do. She emailed Instagram. Like that made me laugh out loud. Yeah, I get that's one of those things like no matter if there's not a way to say that, that doesn't sound like a grandpa trying yep. to be like, I also understand it. Yep. Yeah. It, it absolutely sounds like somebody <laughs> being like, so I emailed YouTube and asked them if they could show me more cat videos. Yeah, <laughs> dearest YouTube, <laughs> my dearest YouTube. Yeah, um, but again, I the dad. I want to talk about the dad one more time. Silver Fox, Rowan. Is he silver though? Don't you? I mean, have he's to no have... Dermot. He's, he's notes no of Dermot. Silver. He's no Dermot, but he maybe like a maybe like a a brown fox. He's a little gray. Um, gray fox. That, gray. that He's brown a gray fox. fox. He's a gray. He jumped over the lazy dog. Um, <laughs> he's a gray fox. This gray fox. He's got that OBGYN money. How's this he dude does. still single? Well, just keep watching the the series, and you'll yeah. you'll uh, you'll figure that out. Yeah, I he's fine. he wrote letters to all the women he's loved before. <laughs> yeah, he's enjoyable. He is not like. Uh, you know, anytime. Uh, what's the movie where Stanley Tucci plays a dad? It's in a Easy high A romance movie. Easy yeah, a. he's no Tucci, right? Nobody's Tucci. Nobody's no Tucci. He's he's no. Uh, which was kind of a completely different character. But uh, in Ten Things I Hate About You, our main character's dad. Yep. Fully enjoyable. This mm-hmm. he was great. Like I thought he was really nice, and I thought he didn't take anything away. He's just kind of like trying to figure it out with three girls. It would which be I fun. appreciated. It would be really fun to make a romance movie dad, Mount Rushmore. Mm. Like pick the best dads from romance movies. I think I think the Tucci man will be on there for me. Tucci got to be there. Guy. I think uh can Mr. Steve Carell count in Crazy Stupid Love cuz he sure, is yeah. a dad even though he's one sure, of the, yeah. Okay, then it's definitely it's definitely I think so. Cal. It's definitely think- Cal from I think Mr. Bennett from Pride and Prejudice is absolutely the peak of that Mount Rushmore for me. That's insane. I love him. I love him as a movie. I forgot you hate that movie. What movie? Jordan hates Pride and Prejudice, remember? Oh, <laughs> of course I do. Yeah. 
Carter, you seemed like you didn't want me to say that Cal counts as a dad from a romance movie, even though he's a dad from a romance movie. That's not fair. How? They're, they're, because he's too, he's too, we're following his love. He's, he's too, too much integral. of a protagonist. But we're yeah. also following his daughter's love story. That doesn't but make any sense. But I can see that he's too much of a protagonist. That makes sense but to we me. Don't, but we don't get, no. Nah. No. I Ooh, won't allow throw it. Some, throw some names up there. Who else? We no, got? because I think that this is something that needs to be a lot more thoughtful and genuine oh, okay. than just throwing out your favorite male romance. Oh, I'm characters. sorry. I thought the fact that he fit all the criteria we had previously laid out meant that he fit all the criteria we had previously laid out. My bad. No. Okay, then let's go ahead and do in games. Tony Stark. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sure. Really enjoyed not, that. Not a rom com, which was one of the criterias, but okay. Uh, I'm going to be as loose as I feel like we've allowed ourselves to be. So, um, <laughs> Listeners, you know what to do. <laughs> oh, Belle's dad. I don't know what From to Beauty do. and the Beast. He's wacky, isn't he? <laughs> um, yeah, I, can't I, tell, I can't tell if your, your dismissiveness is a response to the fact that you don't want Tucci up there. Uh, in fact, you don't want Steve Carell up there. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. We can have Steve Carell. No, I don't want him anymore. Good. I would rather... <laughs> You I fell w- for it. I would rather <laughs> do a do a yucky puke every minute forever than have Steve Carell in my thing. Wow. So, that's how wow. I feel now. Okay. Back to, to all the boys I've loved before, though. Um, I do just quickly want to say, I stand firm that Margot's the worst actor. I think that Jen is a close second place. Yeah. Laura, do you think Laura Jean's a close second place? No, 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 no. Jen, the bully, the one who dates Peter before. Oh, Jen, sorry. Jen. G- no, no, no. I G- think Laura E-N, Jean's great. Way. Okay, great. Gen. Oh, Jean? Oh, G-E-N, Jen. Got it. Gen. Jen. Yeah. Gen. I think Jennifer is a close second place for worst. I think that she, it seems like they were like, can we just find somebody on Vine or that used to do Vine to come yeah. like be in this? Yeah. Okay, real quick. If I can't stop thinking about it, uh, I'm I'm leaning towards being okay with Carell because <laughs> we do we do see him as a father of his son too throughout the film, so it wasn't like the twist was like oh by the way he's also a dad yeah um, but in this case though so does Tom Hanks in Sleepless in Seattle get to qualify I would, I would have said yes see that's not what I'm thinking I'm thinking father of the protagonist. Like father of one of the people in the pair. Which is mm, ironic because Steve movie. Carell also fits that. Steve but. Carell kind of is fits both I know, of them. but not until the very end. That's right. what's tough. That's well, why I'm having no, no, a tough no, no, time because no. I thought knowledge Doja's change criteria existence was- Because he fits it the whole time. We just don't know. Maybe he's outside of, of maybe he's the Lincoln <laughs> Memorial of these and he gets his own marble chair. But I guess Lincoln's also on the Mount Rushmore. Gosh, we have <laughs> yeah. a lot of pictures of Abraham Lincoln, don't we? We do. We He's on the penny, too. We kind of love that guy. He's on the five. Yeah. He did He's on the Emancipation Proclamation, stuff. which is a pretty big deal. That's a big one. He's on a lot. Of, we're wild about that tall boy. Four He's score. on a lot of stuff. You know, seven years. <laughs> the whole shebang. You know, I'm going to think gonna about be. my Rushmore. I'm going to take Steve Carell off. Hey, let's all, let's all think about it. And maybe that can be something we, like, present at the end of the series, maybe on a mini Monday coming up. I think that'd be fun. Fair. It's fair now. (laughs) What else we got to say about all these boys we've loved before? Well, officially on our timer, it's time to rate this movie. Let's do it. 
We're going to rate this movie using science, the scientific cinema scale, actually. And uh, it's perfect. And as follows. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it. Don't lend it. Buy that poster. The next best thing is buy it. That's followed by stream it and then forget it. Last. You missed but, rent it, uh, I think. Rent it is before stream it. And but you said buy, buy it. it. You said buy it and then stream it. I did. And what I meant was buy it and then rent it. And yeah. Then, yeah. And then stream And then forget it. And then the last one, which <laughs> we all know is uh, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. Uh, I was really getting on to you because you skipped what my rating was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and it and it is, it is actually uh, a rent. I think it's okay for a rom-com, especially one that goes straight to stream, to be uh, safe and have a little bit of creativity sprinkled in. If it were not for Centineo, this is a for sure stream, borderline forget. Sure. But I will say that there was some charisma here that was uh, strong enough to, to move the hands of the scale for me. Yeah, that's fair. I'm so also rent. I'm also renting this movie. Um, pretty much for the same reasons. Noah is worth the watch alone, but I think the rest of it works well enough. Like I said, I don't think I'm going to go back and watch this one again, but it was really enjoyable to watch. I enjoyed it. Um, I think it's fun. And uh, it's a perfectly serviceable rom-com. This one's barely a stream for me. I think you can watch it and expect to receive some of those warm fuzzies that you get in rom-coms. Um, I think that Noah showed up to work with a bag full of those warm fuzzies and everybody else in the cast went, oh, thank God, because I forgot mine. Okay. Uh, but I think he's the one that that pushes it into barely a stream for me. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's... Thank you and for that's being how we honest. rate it. And that's yeah. a rating, folks. That's what it is. Thanks for being honest. Um, now's the time, I guess, to reveal what we're watching next week. Yes. Reveal it to me too, because I forgot. I also forgot. That's why I asked Carter. <laughs> next week's movie uh, will be dipping back into the classics that help oh, form yeah. the foundation of Summer of Love. Especially Predator. Summer of Love 2 was full of classics <laughs> like that. We will be having Walk Hard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> when Harry Met Sally. Yeah. Perhaps one of the best-known titles of a rom-com uh, ever. I feel when like it's Sally. sort of like Sleepless in Seattle, where more people know the title than have actually seen it. Mm-hmm. Probably. Mm-hmm. And this Probably. is uh, Welcome Back, Meg. Meg yeah. Ryan, we just can't get away Welcome from her. Back, the Queen. Uh, and uh, one of our podcast favorites, Billy Crystal. And so I'm yes. really excited for this. I have never seen this film. I hey, haven't I either. have also never seen this movie. <gasps> okay, fun. What? Oh, I love You're this. gonna have an organic, the three of us, uh, watching a, a, honestly, a classic. This would probably be on a lot of people's lists of if you're gonna dive into rom-com genres. Sure. This feels like it would have been one of them. Surprise! This is the first time for it to to make it in the votes. I guess it's not been in our list before. Which who knows how it got away from us. But excited for that experience. But when this Harry is gonna be Sally. like those videos of those those guys who are like, I just heard in the air tonight for the first time. <laughs> something everybody else is already all about and we're just like Reaction have you guys videos? heard of when Harry met Sally <laughs> man I hope so uh, I don't know if you guys remember Sleepless in Seattle was sort of a snoozer in Seattle for this boy so I hope that 
I hope it's I hope not a it. sweet home Babalama situation. Yeah. Oh, that one was Babalama. So yeah. Nineteen eighty nine. Oh. Also starring Carrie Fisher. Ever heard of her? <gasps> Carrie Fisher. Fun. Carrie Fisher. Yeah, that'll be great. So make sure you stay tuned, locked, and loaded for that one. It's going to be probably, I assume, great. To end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name and say (laughs) what type of secret letters we would write but not send out to people. For Two Chunks in a Hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders, and I would write and not send letters to all the people who said dumb things in front of me and I held my tongue and didn't say what I was thinking about it. (laughs) That is exactly what I was going to (laughs) say. I'm Doge, and my movie's called To All the Folks I've Corrected Before. And it's a bunch of letters when people say wrong stuff, and I go, I know that's not correct, but I'm going to just put it in a letter rather than tell you to your face. Mine mine was more along the lines of when somebody was like, I like this thing. And I I was like, oh, it's so stupid. And I was like, no, they can like stuff. They're allowed to like stuff. And I'm like, easy, easy, man. And then I would go home and write this whole letter about how dumb the thing they like is. I'm Carter. And... Uh, my letters are to uh, probably Chelsea, but it's uh, all the snacks I had when you weren't looking. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of guilt there for sure. I'm excited to not be in a house anymore with creaky 19, like 100-year-old floors because I know you can hear that Oreo bag. Yeah, just having to mission impossible to the old double stuff. <laughs> But there's discreetly. a lot of that self control is out the window. Sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, a lot of snacks, Oreos. I just found out that somebody I know pretty well had never had Oreos with peanut butter on them. What? Like dipped in peanut butter? Yeah, like had never put like peanut butter on an Oreo before. I thought uh. that was a pretty standard issue. Everybody's tried this, and yeah. everybody's cool with the fact that it's delicious, kind of a thing. I mean, I experimented a little bit in college. Everybody <laughs> does. Everybody does. It's just a phase. I mean, I think that's normal. Yeah, everybody does that. So, <laughs> this is usually where it ends. How about right here? Yeah, I think here's good. Passion soars on wings like eagles Singing from above That we have left is time I think it's time for love Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts 
to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.